This week, we are getting you out of your comfort zone. Why are you staying in the same place? Why are you stuck with your ass in that seat and you're settling for good? You know that great is possible, but you're afraid of taking a risk. You're afraid of taking the first step. Today, we're talking with someone who took a giant career risk. He took a giant step and the world opened up to him on the other side. We're talking with Michael Valdez. He's the chief growth officer at eXp Realty, formerly uh, the number three over at Realogy, responsible for helping them to grow into an additional 70 countries during his tenure there. Uh, he took a pretty big career risk. We're going to be talking about that today and then how that translates to you in your real estate career. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 269 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. We have a very good, very interesting, uh, thought-provoking episode for you today with Michael Valdez. He is the chief growth officer at eXp Realty. But more than that, he is an industry leader that took a giant career risk a few years ago um, in the middle of 2020. And he's going to walk, he's going to talk us through that and why he did it. And the reason that that I think this talk is so interesting is I know how it is to be stuck in this comfort zone not willing to really look at doing anything differently, not taking any new steps because you're you're just good. You're like, you know, things are good. I'm I'm good. I don't know about you. I didn't get into real estate for to just be good. I got into real estate to if I'm I'll just speak bluntly, to be free, to have full-time freedom and to get rich as fuck. Simple as that. Uh I realized that I was not on a path for that. I was not on a path I had some freedom, at least I thought. I was just alone in the corner doing my thing my way. I thought that was freedom. I had no support. I had no help. I had no mentors, no guidance, no blueprints to follow. I was literally alone beating my head against the wall trying to figure shit out. Um, That's not true freedom. Like I was left alone, but there's freedom available when you partner with others. (laughs) As crazy as that sounds, and we'll elaborate on that today. But my life changed when I decided, you know what, that other thing sounds better. I don't quite know how it's all going to work. I don't quite know all the answers. It may not even work at all. What if it's not like I expect, but I decided, you know what, going for great and seeing the exit strategy, seeing the path, like seeing the place that I wanted to get to right there. And then seeing all I have to do is like make a pivot and take a couple steps I got to the point where it just had to be done, but it starts with understanding that you are in a place where you're settling for good and understanding great is possible. So a bold decision needs to be made. Action needs to be taken. A risk needs to be taken to a certain extent. And our talk today with Michael Valdez, our guest will help you understand the power in taking that risk and how the downside, the the risk is really not even that risky. It's, it's really not that bad. So we're going to talk through that. Like you you think the world's going to end, your career's going to go away. You're going to starve. Your house will be foreclosed on. Nope. Um, not exactly. So we, in our heads make, we make mountains out of molehills. We make things so much bigger and scarier than they need to be. And it's self-imposed. 
and it's bullshit and we all do it. Whether that's like we, we put our head in the sand and we ignore getting caught up on taxes for a few years. Like that's not good. Uh, we're, you know, whether it's making a phone call to break some bad news to a client and we just keep delaying it and delaying it. And it keeps getting worse every time we do, right? At least in our heads. So nothing good comes from delaying going after great, except for just more of the same. If you're, if you want more of the same, if you're good, I don't believe you. If you say you are, I don't believe you. And here's why you wouldn't be listening to this freaking podcast. This podcast is about growth. It's about getting more. It's about how to do more. It's about how to sell more, make more, have more freedom. If you're just good, you're not listening to real estate podcasts. You're certainly not listening to this one. So you are here for a reason. You're looking for some answer. You're looking for some inspiration, some unlock, some wisdom to help you move your ass from the seat that it's in to a better one, to put you in a better position to actually reach your goals. So let me just say this up front before we get into uh, the talk with Michael Valdez. Um, he is an executive at eXp Realty, the brokerage that I'm with, the brokerage that has allowed me to build my business and, and my team and structure it the way that I have. So yes, we talk about eXp quite a bit. This is not a sales pitch for, e, for eXp, all right? There's some stuff that we talk about that's informative, okay, that's information so that you can understand the difference between the old uh, traditional brokerage model that I believe holds agents back, holds them down, want, puts them on a hamster wheel and just expects more transactions, never empowering them. And then the new mindset that EXP and a few other companies have, have now made possible, which is now becoming expected in our industry, at least for those who have their eyes open, for at least those that are looking for ways to better themselves. So this is not an EXP pitch. Michael's stories and his experiences from switching from Realogy, which I think he said uh, they oversaw seven different brands like Coldwell Banker, Corcoran, um, Better Homes and Gardens. There's a few others. Uh, <laughs> Century 21, I think. Is that one of them? Anyways. And they grew into 117 countries. He was with them for, I think he said 15 years. So he has vast experience in the traditional real estate model and how they operate and how they treat agents and do they empower agents or not. Now he saw something new, something risky, something like, oh my God. And he moved from one to the other. That story is so powerful to you. So I beg of you for your own good, have an open mind, listen with an open mind. Don't worry about the EXP talk because it's just, it's the frame. Okay, take the lessons away from it. It's informative. If you want to be in the best position possible for yourself, you sure as hell better understand other ways of doing things. So this episode will be a step in that direction. So if you have a problem with the EXP talk, just turn it off. Like that's okay, cool. Um, but you're not going to learn either. So sucks for you. Um, you're not going to grow. I mean, okay. I used to be like that. If we're being real, I used to be like that where if there was a certain topic and all that, I just made my mind up like, nope, done. Cause my mind was so closed down, but guess what happens? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Even though I could have listened to so-and-so on a topic, uh, that I didn't really want to listen to or whatever. I probably should have, cause I could have learned from them on how to build a business. I could have learned some, uh, you know, some mindset stuff or some new ways of thinking. I, I could have gotten some ideas, but no, I was so damn rigid. Please don't be that person. Don't be the you of 
last month, last year, whatever. If you want to get to where you want to go, you you have to be open-minded and look to be educated on all the different ways of business. Anyways, uh, there you go. Before we get started with that interview, guys, um, we are in, we're almost in Q2. We're what, a month away, just less than a month away from the second quarter. So almost a, almost a fourth, almost 25% of the year is already gone. That's pretty crazy. If you're going to get on track to hit your 2023 goals, then you just can't afford to waste time. You can't afford to make things harder than they have to be. You need Follow-Up Boss, the CRM and growth platform for agents used by the highest selling, most profitable agents in the country. That's just a fact. And because you're a listener of the Massive Agent Podcast, Follow-Up Boss is gonna give you a 30-day free trial. They don't even ask for a credit card. They're that freaking confident that their platform is what you need. They just want you to try it for free because they're like, once they try it, they'll get it please do that. So try follow-up boss free for 30 days and see for yourself why the vast majority of the highest selling agents and teams all across America are using follow-up boss. All you need to do is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss to start your trial today. And for the love of God, once you do log in, use it and see why that is one of those tools that will help you unlock growth. Also, Growth, cheat codes, hacks. So many agents around the country are ahead of the everyone else, ahead of their competitors because they use KCM. They use Keeping Current Matters rather than trying to follow uh, CNN Money and CNBC and Kiplinger and Housing Wire and all these different places to try to like find out what's happening in housing and then interpret it and dissect it. They just follow Keeping Current Matters. All right, so you can stay ahead of all the fast changing market conditions and actually know how to communicate what's happening and what's about to happen to your clients. So you can be the real estate advisor, the quote unquote knowledge broker. All the top agents around the country who are known as knowledge brokers and sought after advisors in their communities, they're all using KCM. Get a free trial of Keeping Current Matters today by going to trykcm.com slash BAM and become the go-to real estate advisor in your market. Let's jump into our talk right now with Michael Valdez, chief, wow, I'm struggling. It, I had to like cut out a few times when I was uh, recording the intro because I kept saying like, ch- ch- I don't know what I was saying, tongue-tied, the chief growth officer of EXP Realty, Michael Valdez, a badass and a legend in real estate. Let's go. What's up, guys? I'm here with Michael Valdez from EXP Realty, a leader in real estate, just somebody that I'm so excited to talk to today, today because he has perspective way beyond what I have. He's seen the industry and the inner workings of the industry at the highest level for many, many years. And so I, there's no one better to talk to than Michael Valdez. Welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going? Dustin, how are you, my brother? I'm so happy to be here. Basically, you just said I was old because I've been in this business <laughs> way too long. Yes, yes. I, very clever way of telling you you're an old man. There you yeah, go. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm excited. It's uh something that I've really been passionate about like very recently, like it's really become um, clarified for me just over the last few months is this big difference in our industry between brokerages that are set up to extract from agents that, that really, and I don't believe that anyone in leadership is like, let's 
put our, you know, let's hold these agents down. But the model does in where they don't really want agents to go be entrepreneurs and build mm -hmm. big businesses because then they won't need the brokerage anymore. They just want more transactions, right? Uh, that's not the brokerage that, that's not EXP. There's a few others that are very supportive of agents as well and treat agents as entrepreneurs. And I think it's just so important to differentiate between the two. So to start out, Michael, um, why don't we talk for like a couple minutes what were you doing with Realogy for, I mean, my understanding is you helped them basically grow all across the planet. And yeah. and so you you had to have intimate knowledge of the business model. So, I mean, let's let's start with that. What, what were you kind of doing on a daily basis with Realogy? So I was senior vice president of global expansion for Realogy. So I looked after all six brands, which was Sotheby's, Caldwell Bankers, Century 21, ERA, Better Homes and Garden, and Corcoran. And so collectively, when I left after 15 years, uh, was in 113 countries and about 300,000 agents. And so my team and I opened up over 70 of those countries for the six brands. And so it was something that I certainly knew well, uh, but they were all brands. And something you just said was so interesting, Dustin, because when I first met Glenn Sanford and Jason Guessing and Jeff Wifeside and really talked about what an EXP could be, that was almost three years ago now. We, I remember we sat in uh, during Inman in New York three years ago, uh, almost to the day. It was three years ago in December of 2020 and um, sorry, 2019. And so we were talking about what would an EXP Global look like? And so we were in the basement of Dos Caminos Mexican restaurant in Times Square so that none of us could be seen together. And we just started creating. And when I understood what EXP was, I was like, oh my God, this is truly a differentiator. Because before, when the brands were the brand, and that's what led, and you worked for the brand, here, the agent is the brand. Yeah. And EXP is simply the platform. And when I understood that, when I saw what that was, and understood what that difference was, and I said, oh, my God, this is really unstoppable. This is truly, if we can get this message across the globe and know that the agent becomes the brand and they're the ones that is in the center of this equation, we're simply providing the tools and we become the platform by which they can build their business and their brand and then be able to attract people into their organization. That was, for me, something that could be a, a game changer in our industry and it's proven to be. So I joined EXP in May of 2020. There were 23,000 agents when I joined. We're just shy of 87,000 agents in a little over two years. We are the fastest growing independent real estate company on the planet. We are the largest at the moment and we're just shy of 87,000 agents in 24 countries. And that's an extraordinary story, but it's always been built on the agent first. This is the most agent-centric model of any real estate model that they, that's out there. And here's another interesting thing. Glenn Sanford, who's our founder, is the only CEO and founder that was ever a real estate agent before. So think about that. Of wow. all of the other founders and CEOs currently of any other real estate company, he's the only one that was ever an agent. I didn't realize that. Isn't so that extraordinary? It really is. I mean, it, it explains so much because he, he understands what agents want and needs. 
and empowering agents is top 100%. priority, obviously. Um, I've never thought about that. So I guess all the other leaders are just business people, right? They came from other industries. They came from other industries. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, that that could mean a bunch of different things. But what I want to get out of this, Michael, and, and I hope everyone listening, I want you to know this is not like an EXP pitch thing. My goal here, because EXP is not the only brokerage or people that are operating with this mindset. The goal here is to empower agents to understand that you're in control. You are in control. You're in the driver's seat. Now, a lot of us have been programmed to think that we're not and that we have to kind of ask permission if we can use our own brand on our signs and, right. you know, can I structure things this way? Well, if I can't step out of production because, well, I mean, what am I going to do, right? Because your brokers won't let you do anything else. It's important to understand that in 2023, you have options and you you can be an entrepreneur in real estate who happens to sell homes. It's so interesting, Michael, that when you were hiding in the basement uh, talking to executives at another company, <laughs> which that's hilarious, um, <laughs> you were you were coming from like the, the traditional, like the the way things were done. There was nothing more traditional. Yeah, exactly. And and so you, what was it just that? What was like the most attractive thing uh, about way, EXP and the of, model in general? I want to break down a couple of the things that you just sort of said because I also Please. think that it's the passion of what you bring and, and you're an incredibly passionate human being who cares about other human beings. And to me, in, in being in this industry now almost 20 years, for me, the most important thing is community within our industry. There's a shift in the market right now. People will be leaving the industry and those that remain need to make sure that they feel a sense of a community, no matter who you work for. Because what's most important is the fact that we all participate in helping somebody create their dreams of home ownership. And that's the most important thing is the fact that our community and our industry is a community. And that's what needs to sort of be done. So I love your passion of presenting ideas for others to explore. But the most important thing is to remember that this is a community, that we all do the same thing, which is helping other people go into their own homes. Um, but now your question of what shifted for me, I'll tell yeah. you, um, they made an offer and it took me four months to say yes, because I was actually brainwashed of the idea that you needed a brand. And it was funny because my accountant, who I've known for 30 years, says to me, you're crazy if you're even thinking about this. And I said, why is that? And he says, you're number three at the largest real estate company in the world. Why on earth would you leave to what is basically a startup? And so what was interesting for me is that I still needed to be true to me. And everything that I was doing after the last 15 years at the company that I was at, I could have phoned it in. And I wasn't feeling that passion any longer. I loved everybody that I worked with. I loved the people that I was helping building across the various brands. But it wasn't anything that I felt like, wow, I'm really making a difference for somebody. Right. And so that to me was it was it, it just sort of like it wasn't a good feeling. And so I was open to learning more, but I actually wanted to figure out what was next because this sounded too good to be true. Right. right. The EXP model to me sounded too good. I'm born and raised in New York and it's like I came from finance. And so I actually pulled 
every SEC filing that they had done and read it because I wanted to figure out, okay, this, what is this whole sort of seven levels thing? What's this thing about an organization? What's this thing about, you know, rep share? And so I wanted to understand what it was because it was, this sounded too good to be true to me. And so it was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out where the holes are. And I got yeah. frustrated because I couldn't find the holes. And then I said, I want to speak to each board member. And so I spoke to each board member individually. And there was one that lived in New York who was actually the chairman of the board at the time, Randall Miles. And him and I actually met in person. He was one of the, most, he was one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And that made me feel much more comfortable. He came from a, from a uh, Wall Street background. And um, we started just talking. And so this little startup sounded like a really strong bet. And we came in and we finally, when COVID hit, I was, hi I was hired in May of 2020. And okay. so when COVID hit, it was literally in, 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 the, in, in the depth of, of COVID. And I said to, remember I said to Jeff, I said, if we're going to do this, we need to do this now because you are a virtual company and there'll be nobody that can catch up to you in order to do a global expansion like this. And so everyone sort of doubled down. They believed what I was saying. And so up until that point, they had opened up in three countries um, over the last eight years. Now, mind you, that wasn't their, their focus, right? So they were in Canada, the United Kingdom, and Australia. So it took them eight years to open up those three countries. And so I said, I, my goal is to open up the next five in six months. And so I assembled a great team and we had that focus in place. And in the second half of, uh, actually it was just in the third quarter of, uh, of 2020, we opened our first five countries and the following year we opened another nine. And over just a little over two years, we've opened up 20 countries. That, that's so amazing. Totals now. I, Michael, I remember hearing you say that, you know, uh, because of just the, the virtual model, you didn't have to leave your office to no. open all these countries. You didn't have to get on a plane where that wasn't possible before, was it? Not at all. Could you imagine? It was actually, oh it's God. never been done in our industry to be able to open up because you're not, you don't need. So let me just give the difference about the franchise and the independent model. On a franchise model, all I needed was somebody who wanted a brand and was willing to write me a check. So I didn't need to do anything. I just needed somebody who wanted to buy a brand, give me a check, and now you've opened up in another country for a specific brand. We're an independent company. We're not a franchise. So we actually go in. We create the infrastructure. We create the company structure. We do all of the banking, all of the finance, all the accounting. We then find a core team to run the business locally. We build a local model. Everything that we do, we basically open up a, a global company. We were doing it every six weeks on that schedule. And it was insane because when you start really thinking about it, that is an insane accomplishment that has never been done in our industry. So that was an extraordinary part of EXP's history. I remember those, I remember 2020 well. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it really speaks to the vision of the founders to, you know, skate to where the puck's going to be. And they just happened to build a model that was very attractive and served agents and was a huge value add and provided freedom, uh, during a time where a lot of other agents were losing theirs. 
Yeah. And that was, we grew very fast that year. I, I remember that. It was um, freedom and security. Because remember, yes. everyone was um, disconnected. Nobody yes. had a sense of community. Everyone was locked in their own homes. It was almost a self-imposed prison, if you think about it, back then, two years ago. The sense of having something like an, a virtual world, like an EXP world, where everybody was an avatar, and everyone had a sense of community in that regard. It wasn't something that was built because of the pandemic, which is another extraordinary sort of thing. When you start thinking about the history of this company, they started doing this back in 2009. Right. Right. So it's been a virtual company for over a decade back when the pandemic started. So right. it wasn't as though it was a response to it, but it was something that we were already doing. It was our normal day to day. So when people were actually trying to figure out how do you communicate and how do you have a sense of community when you're actually in, in a self-imposed exile because of a global pandemic, we already had that platform in place. And so that sense of community was just strengthened because of that. And when a sense, when somebody really needed a family, that's when we actually grew exponentially. That that makes perfect sense in hindsight I mean, because it's not the business model is great you know it's it's incredible but there's more to it than that the people matter you know so if if you're an independent brokerage owner or even just a team leader it's not just about the dollars and cents like that that's part of it but I mean if somebody's gonna come for the money they'll leave for it if somebody's gonna come because it's cheaper they're gonna leave because it's cheaper elsewhere like you've got to have some glue and the culture the community the people. Uh, the leadership, that's that. And so, you know, understand no matter where you're at, at EXP, independent, a member of a team wanting to start your own brokerage, you have to think past just the structure and that's think right. of the, the community. Do you have the systems, the platform in place to build that? We've obviously shown that that's the case. There's others that are in the process of doing it. And agents are more empowered today than ever before because they have options. And I love it. Um, since you've been, you've spoken to so many agents around the world that have different real estate, uh, their industry looks different. Their job looks different. Their customs, laws, and uh, processes all different, but they're all people. So right. what are some of those common threads you've seen from agents and leaders in other countries, what were they yearning for and seeking in this model or any other that they just weren't getting in their current country? You know what was so interesting? One of the greatest stories that come to mind, in it was in two countries. One was in Mexico and one was in India. So in Mexico, our leader was actually the country leader for KW for many years. And he saw mm. our model and he moved over to our model because he thought, oh my God, this really does things that is missing. And I remember I did an interview with him early on when we opened up in Mexico and he said something so profound. He said, my country needed this. And I was just like, whoa, that's a really big statement. I mean, we're a real estate yeah. company. What does that mean? And right. so he explained it in such a beautiful way. And so he said, Mexico is such a huge country. There's so much economic diversity between the classes throughout Mexico. And so when you saw an EXP model, it leveled the playing field. And because we were a virtual model with no bricks and mortar, so that agent in Mexico City that was doing so well 
had a great advantage, but then somebody that was in a rural area of Mexico had the exact same advantages and it leveled the playing field because everything was virtual. And so all they needed to do was take care of themselves, their family and their community. And once you did that, it actually allowed them to grow and it was be and they became the fastest growing real estate company in the country in Mexico. We're now just shy of uh, a thousand agents in Mexico now and doing really well with the growth. Another early story that happened happened in India and we had a large team lead. Now remember, India is a country of a billion people, right? And so there was a large team lead. It wasn't a it wasn't a, a brokerage. It was um, it was a Remax team leader, and he had three hundred agents in his team. And so he wanted to move over. And so before he moved over, he wanted to speak with me. And so I had a great conversation with him. And he says, you know, Michael, I've been in the industry over 30 years. I've seen every model. And he says, do you know why I want to join EXP? And I said, tell me. And he said, because your model was a model built for humanity. And it floored me, Dustin. It floored me when he said that. Because here we are, a real estate company. And we're talking about such, such huge things when we start talking about my country needed this, your model was built for humanity. Who says that? We're a real estate right. company. And so it was, it transcended what we were doing. I remember I said to Glenn, I said, you know what? This just became a movement and it has nothing to do with you. You founded it, but it's bigger than you. It's bigger than any of us now. So it's all about doing something for others. And so at one point in my mind, there was a shift. And it became a movement of what was being built. You know, it's funny because my team and I, when we talk about growth, we don't talk about how many agents are added. We talk about how many lives are touched. And it's a different perspective as to how you start looking at this. And so it really is, whenever you shift your mindset into a sense of community and helping others, everything else follows. Right. Those are really bold statements. It, and are what they? I'm struck by is just how freaking spoiled we are in America. <laughs> the, seriously, it, we're so true. And, and we should be, and we should expect that. You know, um, we should expect more, actually. But um, we really are blessed, and not everyone has the same opportunities we do. And so it, it also like it makes me think how many people are just being complacent and settling because things are okay. They like their broker, but you know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of settling. And there's other people that are literally like begging for an opportunity that looks even half as good as this uh, elsewhere in the world. It's that's heavy. I, I yeah. think that's heavy. Yeah. Um, and it also reminds us, and I think it's so beautiful that you're looking at it from your perspective, right? And it's, it also reminds us of what a community we can build, right? In South Africa, we have um, an incredible leader who's built over 400 people in his organization. And he was very smart. He actually did it outside of South Africa. Because when you look at the currency conversion, what he's getting paid in US dollars or in Canadian dollars are almost two to three times what he should be, what he could be making in South Africa in his own country. So mm -hmm. he built an organization basically as a currency hedge, brilliant guy. 
and really was focused. He was a great real estate coach in South Africa, but he took to the internet and social media like you have done so, so eloquently and so well for yourself. And he targeted people outside of his country to coach and created relationships that have been extraordinary. That's interesting. But I love all the thinking out of the box that is now happening in, the, in this industry. And, you know, I think EXP was at least the biggest, most consistent player to push that big domino over. And now it's, it seems to me like now it's becoming the norm for any new company to come out. Like, it's like, there's the new way of doing things. Like sure. we empower the agents, we add value and we continue to do so. And, um, I, I love that, but, uh, I want to go back real quick before we end, Michael. Yeah. You had to have a pretty dramatic, um, mental shift in order to leave the comfort of your career. You were the number three at, at Realogy name in lights, so to speak to, you know, you, you took a risk. I, I think it's cool how you described it becoming less risky in your mind. There was still the matter of, can we execute? Can we actually build the thing? I think that's probably the biggest risk, right? Sure. But um, for someone who is settling right now, they're in a place of comfort and they are pushing back against something better, something more empowering to them, putting their ass in a better seat. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for them? How, how did you, get your, how did you work yourself through that decision uh, to put yourself in a bit, in a better position that you were more passionate about? You know what you need, you need to start sort of just thinking things through. Right. And, and I thought to myself, cause I, when I first came to EXP, I came over as president of global and I'm now chief growth officer. But when I came over, I just thought to myself, okay, look, if it doesn't work, the worst thing that happened was that I just got a title promotion, right? So I was a president of a brand. Great. I can take that anywhere, right? So even if this didn't work, it was like, okay, I'm okay with that. And so that was sort of like what, what worked in my head, but I couldn't stay stagnant because you can't grow if you're, if, if you're not growing. When you're, if you're not growing, you're dying is what they always say, right? So if you're not growing, you need to challenge yourself. Because it may, and it may not be that this is the right route, right? right? But it might be that this is a step towards the right route. What you know is that where you are isn't where you should be. I love that so much. You're absolutely right. It, I think, I know when I first saw EXP, when my friend Shannon introduced it to me, all I knew of them was they had the worst logo I've ever seen in my life for a real estate company, the old logo. Uh, yeah. I didn't know anything about the business model and I was coming from a flat fee brokerage for the agents. It was only 500 bucks per deal for the agent. And, and so I was just looking at the cost of a transaction. I didn't understand the value a brokerage could provide. Um, it took me a year of her explaining to me and telling me little bits and pieces about stock and about uh, proximity to people that were like helping her start her team where before they were like competitors. She's like, right. you wouldn't believe the people that are just opening their playbook to me and like holding my hand through it. And she starts telling me this stuff. And I'm like, we don't have anything like that. Uh, they just give us dot loop premium right. whoop, <laughs> and, you know, tell us to shut up and do more deals pretty right. much. Um, 
it's crazy how impactful one decision can make, even if it takes a while to get there. Uh, but I was stuck on thinking that this was the one decision. Like I, I had to pick the place I was going to be at for the rest of my life. And in hindsight, that's stupid, right? right? Like if it didn't work, if it wasn't a good fit, if I didn't like it, if, uh, if the things were not everything that they were told, uh, everything that they were cracked up to be, then I'll just go somewhere else. Sure. Right. Um, but I would have learned so much more through that process. So yeah, I, I think there's so much more risk in just staying where you're at, you know, being comfortable, is. settling when you know that there's just better ways of doing things, whether that's starting your own team or le- switching brokerages or going independent or for some people leaving real estate and going into something altogether. I don't know, but uh, I would urge people to take that first step, take that risk because you know, uh, comfortable, comfortable makes me uncomfortable. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Michael, uh, before we wrap it up, sure. Appreciate your time today. Uh, I know you're probably opening like 13 more countries this week, so I better let you go. Um, but I like to do these rapid fire questions Let's do it. with our, with our guests, either or questions, pick one or the other. You can elaborate if you want, if not totally cool. Um, let's start with Facebook or Instagram, Instagram for sure. I've got a lot more. I'm a lot more active on Instagram. You are awesome. Yeah. Um, Instagram or TikTok. Instagram. Instagram or YouTube. Huh? So, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm still a lot more active on Instagram, but I've, uh, I've hired a mutual friend of ours to, uh, to get my, my podcast stuff a little bit more known on YouTube. Nice. Very cool. YouTube's powerful. It, it is. It really it's a is. search engine. Exactly. Yes. Uh, not nearly enough people know that. Yeah. Books or podcasts? Podcasts. Although I do do a lot of uh, books on audio at the gym every morning. Ooh, okay. That leads into my next question. Podcasts or audiobooks? So I have a podcast. I've had it for three and a half years, but I do audiobooks more than other people's podcasts. Nice. Fair enough. Uh, rental property or flipping? Oh, come on. <laughs> of course, flipping. Okay. See, I thought you were going to say, of course, rental property for the cash flow. Well, no, I do both. But this is why we do the questions. I, I love hearing uh, inside your mind with stuff like yes. this. Yes. Burgers or pizza? Neither. Oh, bucking the trend. Okay. Well, what, what would you replace one of those with? Um, so I, I eat pretty healthy, you know, especially nice. as I'm older. Uh, and, um, and, I, and I don't do, I don't do either that much. It has That's to great. be one. It's once in a very blue moon. I mean, I, I eat very healthy. Okay. So oven baked chicken or, or a kale salad. <laughs> I don't know. Those both so sound fantastic. Chicken. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> It's probably a dumb question to ask you, Michael, but New York or LA? <laughs> so I've ac- I actually been born and raised in New York, but I have lived in LA, but I prefer New York. I love New York. Such a cool city. Yeah. The energy. It's, it's, yes. Man. I still have a place there. So yes. Awesome. Mountains or beach? Beach. I'm talking uh, to you from my me. place in Miami. Oh, I love it. And are you yeah. going to be in Cabo here in a, what, a couple months? 
Yeah. Nice. I'll see you there. Not a couple of months. Next month. That is next month. Yeah. End of March for the uh, mastermind down there. That's right. Uh, YouTube or Facebook Live? Oh, um, probably Facebook Live. I've done a lot more. Okay. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That is the common answer. Yes. Uh, Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? <laughs> well, I know Grant well, so I got to go with Grant because in case he hears this. <laughs> awesome. And hopefully he does, for God's sakes. Uh, Michael, thank you so much, man. What is the best place that people can find you, hear from you, learn from you, see what you're up to? So everything that I'm doing is on um, my own website, which is Michael Valdez Global. And that's the same handle for all social channels. Awesome. And then you have a podcast, the Michael Valdez Global Podcast. Is that right? That's right. Yes. You right. were a recent guest, which will- Yeah, recent guest. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So you definitely want- That's a good interview. Like I share a different side of my journey than- I loved it. Anyone else has gotten out of me. So that's- um, Oh, that's, that's awesome to hear. I love yeah. that. We'll link to that in the show notes of this show once once that episode drops too. Beautiful. Michael, appreciate it, man. Uh, Thank you, my brother. Really appreciate Thank your time. You Thanks you for your insight. Absolutely. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. For you guys that listen to that with an open mind, congratulations. Right? There's I want you to understand that it, that so many agents, possibly you, you don't realize that your brokerage is holding you down. They're holding you back. They're you feel like you're succeeding. You feel like you're growing, but by their rules, you're not an entrepreneur because they won't let you. If they won't let you put your own brand and build your own brand, if you have to use theirs, that's a pretty good obvious sign that they just want you to be a cog in the wheel. Now, that if that's what you want, great. But again, you wouldn't be listening to the show if you were not an entrepreneur, if you, if you didn't want more. So, if you want more, you have to look outside of that traditional bullshit, you know, big broker, if you will. So if you want, if you want to be around other entrepreneurs, if you want to be fully independent, fully empowered, fully supported, uh, while still linking arms with a bunch of partners, with a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurs who have a financial interest in you succeeding. Yeah. Who have a financial interest, like who only make money when you do. I want to formally invite you to come partner with me and the Massive Agent team. You, We have no commission splits whatsoever. It doesn't cost you anything but your partnership. All right. Um, I'm looking for entrepreneurial people, agents who um, know how to sell homes, agents who have influence in the market. I want to work with you. So I want to invite you to come work with me. If you want to chat about what that looks like and the details and structure and what's included and all of that, you get the Massive Agent Society coaching for free, as do any of your agents and so on. Uh, just go to, the, to my link in my Instagram bio and schedule a chat. There's a partner with me link. Just go schedule that um, through Instagram. And I'd love to talk with you. Again, I'm not looking for any agent. If you Fogging a mirror is not the only requirement. Uh, you need to know your shit. You need to be trustworthy. You need to be active on social, um, or at least even if you're new, you need to be working towards those things. I want entrepreneurs. I want to work with entrepreneurs who have very, very big goals, who just need someone and a group of people to help pull them up 
and towards the goals. That's who I want. So if that speaks to you, if you want your independence, if you want to be empowered, build your own brand, build your own team, build your own damn business, however the hell you want, but have partners incentivized to help you build it, we need to talk. Hope to hear from you. Appreciate you guys listening this week. Please share this episode with someone who you believe would get value from it. Um, you know, ho- hopefully you got value from it. And if you did, that means other agents would as well. Please consider sharing it with any other agent you know so that we can help them open their mind a bit and see what else is possible out there in the industry. Because, um, I, man, I've learned a lot over the last five years. Definitely, I've learned a lot in the last few months, let alone the last five years. But uh, it can be really fun. There's so much more money and freedom that's out there if you're bold enough to take action and take the first step. For some of you, the first step is going to be talking with me. Let, let me run you through what it looks like to partner together. Let's do that. For some of you, maybe that's leaving your team and going solo. Maybe that's starting your own brokerage. Maybe that is going from one team to the other or just switching brokerages. I don't know. It means something different to everybody. But growth doesn't happen when you're just sitting in one place. Go get it, guys. Have a great freaking week. Take care.